can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I wonder if we could stand today and, and pray and ask God, God's anointing. I know it's a little bit later than normal, but look, we've had good church, and I don't know of anything I'd want to cut out. And uh, this is all about a move of God. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. we got to press. we got to press. we got to press. Because hell is fighting us. The last thing the devil wants is the church to get on fire. The last thing the devil wants is for you to be an anointed messenger going out on his turf. Listen, he's, he's the little G of this world, the little God. He's not the big God. He's not the creator God. He's the little God. And, and he's that God of this world has got the blind, minds of men blinded. They can't find God because they're blind. They don't know where they're looking. They don't know what to look at. And, and, and so as long as the devil can keep them people bound and blinded uh, and, and us, the church, unanointed, he's got it right where he wants it. That's why it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle uh, to come in the house of God and worship until we get into the frame of mind where the Spirit of the Lord is. Hey, this is a, this is a battle. This is not about popular uh, a doctrine. This is not about popular religion. <laughs> Listen, God's, God's religion ain't never been popular by the world. They've always hated. Listen, I, I, I went, and I'm sorry, I'm, I, I was just going to get up here and turn it right over to him. But uh, I, I, went to, I went to the Sight and Sound Theater and watched that uh, play about Jesus. And Jesus went in that temple and took a whip and ran them out of the temple. And the chief priests and the elders, the religious leaders of that day, they were, they were upset. They were upset with Jesus because what he was doing was untraditional. Listen, hell wants us to stay steeped in false tradition. And, and that's as long as the devil's got it like that, he's happy. Listen, as long as people can go to church and get enough goosebumps to make them feel good to the next goosebumps, the hell's happy with all that. We need a real, genuine relationship with God. And sometimes it's a fight, sometimes it's a struggle to bring that flesh, to bring that flesh under subjection. But that's what we got to do. We got to bring our flesh under subjection. We got to submit to the ways of God and the things of God. Let's lift our hands right now as the preacher's coming. God, let my flesh be in submission today. God, let me have ears that can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God, I want to hear what the Spirit says. I'm not worried about what vain and false religion is saying. I'm worried about what the Spirit is saying. I'm not worried about vain and false traditions and what it's putting in my heart. But I am worried about what the Holy Ghost is saying to me today. God, let your mighty power and let your mighty spirit be in this place. Touch us today. God, let us feel your anointing. Let us feel that spirit of Calvary in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's lift up our hands again. Amen. Let's love him a little bit more. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's love him a little bit more. Lord, we love you. We praise your name, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Come on, talk to him for a little bit. I love you, Jesus. I praise your name, Jesus. Come on, has he been good to you? Talk to him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I magnify your name. Amen. It is indeed an honor to be here again today and feel the presence of the Lord. Just excited about what God is doing. And uh, I probably... Uh, there's times I've come to the pulpit and, and know God gave me a word and there's other times 
that I really knew God gave me a word. And uh, this is one of those times that God woke me up in the middle of the night. And uh, Sister Dykes already quoted my scripture. She might as well just went ahead and preached. Amen. The rest of it. But uh, I've got two verses today. But I feel this is, and it's not coincidence that it's just us. God's wanting to take this church to a place. Amen. And I believe that it, it wants to go. Never been, but wants to go there. Amen. The greatest harvest is just around the corner. Amen. The greatest breakthrough is going to happen this year. The greatest outpouring is going to happen in this year. Amen. How many is expecting God to do great things in 2022? Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse 9. And then we're going to go to 2 Thessalonians, chapter 3 and 13. Paul's writing to two different churches. That's what these letters are. They're, they're churches. Most of them were written in a prison cell with plenty of time for Paul to, to think about what's going on and let the Holy Ghost lead and guide him. In verse 9 of Galatians 6, he says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. He pens another letter to another church, the church of Thessalonica 3, 13, and 2 Thessalonians. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. He thought enough of it and was concerned enough of it for the dykes to say it to two different churches. And God woke me up in the middle of the night with this verse beating in my head I mean I mean I'm not talking about just roll over because you just you just got uncomfortable and woke up I'm talking about set straight up in bed and he said be not weary in well doing I want to preach by the help of the Lord today weary in well doing let's put down our Bibles lift up our hands right now Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this place. Talk to us, God. Talk to us, God. We love you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray to him right now. Magnify you, Jesus. Talk to us right now, God. Use me for your glory, God. Use me for your purpose, Jesus. Touch my mind. Touch my mouth. Touch these people, Lord God. Let your word fall on good ground right now, Jesus. We need you. We're completely dependent upon you, God. I need you to talk to us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. We give you all the praise and glory and honor. We love you. Everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated today. I can understand being weary if you're living a lifestyle displeasing to God. I get it because if you're running from God, that'll wear you out. There's no rest for the wicked is what the Bible says. Every one of us was given a conscience by God and going against what we know is right is exhausting. It's troublesome. It takes a lot of effort to run from God, especially when he encompasses the whole earth. So there's no place to hide. Prophet Jonah found that out. God is even in the depths of the sea. His word can reach you wherever you're at. So I understand if wicked people or people just aren't doing right, I understand if they grow weary because you're not going to ever escape the presence of God. David said, if I ascend into the heavens, you are there. And if I make my bed in hell, you're there. So running from 
the presence of God is, is, is impossible. But the Apostle Paul sent out a warning to two different churches to not be weary in well-doing. There must have been a reason that he would be prompted to, earn, to, to reach that, to, to <coughs> tell that to two different congregations. <coughs> there is an attempt to wear you out. I believe what we're feeling and what we're facing and what uh, we even felt this morning is I understand sickness is, is around. It's always going to be around. It's always been around. That's part of the fall of man. It's just going to happen. But there's a special uh, attack from hell. There's a special attempt from hell to, to stop the people of God. And it's by wearing you out. Daniel 7 and 25 talks about that antichrist spirit that's going to wear out the saints of the most high. He's going to speak great words against the most high and wear, shall wear out the saints. He's going to change times and laws and be given his hand until time and times and the dividing of time. It's a spirit that's in the world today to wear us out, to feel like we are emptied out when we come to the house of God and don't have anything to offer. That's, that's the reason why Pastor Dykes was prompted this morning to, to push us and Sister Dykes as well in the same vein to push us to get deep into the presence of God because there is an attempt to keep us idle and keep us wore out and keep us uh, from pushing through and seeing what God wants to happen because you're, you're this close, church, to having uh, the greatest revival and the hardest harvest you've ever experienced because of that the enemy wants to wear you out. He wants to physically exhaust you. He wants to come in and disrupt your rest. He wants to come in and cause chaos in your home. Why? Because in wearing you out, he keeps you from, uh, uh, from doing what God uh, can accomplish in each and every service. It's God's will that nobody comes in here and leaves the same way. It's God's will that everybody that enters into this congregation leaves here full of the Holy Ghost and full uh, of faith and full of power and full of victory. But it's the wearing out of the saints. It's the wearing out of the hands of God, the feet of God, the heart of God that keeps people bound in our services. Amen. I'm just going to talk to you a little bit today because I feel, <coughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. I know he spoke this to me. Weary means to physically or mentally be exhausted by hard work, exertion, or strain. Somebody say, I'm weary. Weary means causing fatigue. Anybody weary this morning? Impatient or dissatisfied with something. I can agree to that. Weariness causes you to be so wore out and so exhausted that you become dissatisfied with something. Amen. We can get dissatisfied with the things in the house of God, the service of God, the order of a service or how God is moving. We can get because all we're thinking about is, is how weary we are. Amen. Nodding off during church. And, and I guess it's always been the same. I, we've had people growing up in my life that would always notoriously come in late and fall asleep during church. The most comfortable place you can be at. Amen. You just come in and just fall asleep and... And, and I, I, I've seen people, and I've done it myself. I, there used to be a man by the name of Brother George. I'd walk by him. All the, I remember I was preaching one, one Sunday morning, and, and he, was, he was about three or four rows back, and, and he'd always go to sleep, and he'd just bow his head down. And I remember just, it was a little bit, I don't know if it was the unction of the Holy Ghost or just me, but uh, it was a little bit of both probably. But I walked by Brother George as he had just fell asleep, and I slapped him right on his shoulder, and, and he just, uh, uh, with, with a gasp and a shake, and he woke up and said, amen. He had no idea what I just said, but amen. Weariness in the house of God. Weariness 
in our activities throughout the week. The Bible says because iniquity would abound, the love of many would wax cold. That's part of the weariness, the wearing out of the saints. Keeping us so preoccupied in things and so focused on trivial things that we're of no use and are no purpose for the kingdom of God. But I've come to preach to you this morning that we can't be weary in our well-doing. God's got a great purpose. God's got a great job ahead for this church. And we have to shake off the end time spirit of weariness that wants to come in and stiffen us and, and cause us to not be what we need to be uh, toward the kingdom of God. Amen. It's this attitude. It's this spirit. It's this uh, dark devilish attack that we have to encounter every time we come into the house of God. We have to walk through those doors with a determined mind that says, I'm going to praise God when I don't feel like it. Amen. I'm going to battle the spirit of weariness because I'm going to praise him because of who he is. I'm going to praise him because of what I'm, not what I'm going through, but who he is, what he's done in my life. Come on, somebody, this morning, amen, we need to look that spirit of weariness right in the eye and say, no, 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 I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm not going to be quiet. I'm not going to take it easy. I'm not going to be weary in my well-doing. It's this weariness that I feel and see wearing out the saints. It's going to take this conquering spirit. And I feel him. I, I, I felt it in as soon as I walked in here, I had no idea what Brother Dice was going to do, but I went back in the, in, 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 the, in the office and I just began to close my eyes and pray. And immediately God began to prompt me about uh, the spirit that I felt. And I felt Brother Dice and I was, I was encouraged to, to hear him push through because it is a spirit that wants to keep revival silenced. It is a spirit that wants to keep us satisfied on a pew and never doing anything for the kingdom of God. I love everything that was said today. I love the songs that were said today because the spirit that we need to break, the chains that we need to break, the things that we need to bind uh, is the spirit of, uh, of Laodicea, the spirit uh, of weariness, the spirit that tells us, uh, oh, we got till Sunday night. Uh, we may not have until Sunday night. Uh, we may not have until next week. Uh, now, right now, this moment, this opportunity is the time to look weariness in the eye and say, I may not feel like I would much rather wear out for Jesus Christ. Uh, give it everything I got this morning uh, that to know, than to think uh, I left something on the table uh, or I didn't give it my all. No, we're going to conquer this spirit uh, and we're going to have breakthrough revival in 2022. Why? Because we're not going to be satisfied uh, with the mundane. We're not going to be satisfied uh, with just coming to the house of God uh, and hearing a good song uh, or getting a good sermon. No, I need a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I need something that shakes my family. I need something that gives me hope. I need something that transforms my life. I need something that's going to last. And the spirit of weariness will try to keep me from getting what God has for me. I've got to push through. I've got to fight it. I've got to identify it. I've got to understand it. It's not just that I'm busy. We're all busy. It's not just that I've got stuff to do. We've all got stuff to do. It's an attempt to silence the church. It's an attempt to keep the church isolated and, and, and not doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's an attempt to make us feel like uh, we've, we, we, well, we, we can take a night off. No, we, we can't take a night off. We can't take a moment off. We can't take a moment off, Sister Earlene. We, we can't stop praying now. We can't stop backing up now. We can't stop reaching now. We're this close to the coming of the Lord. And when we feel that, I'm talking about some people that you, it's hard for you to get, uh, get through a service sometimes because your attention span is so short. You need to identify, wait a minute, this is an onslaught from hell. This is God. This is the enemy's attempt to distract me from learning because if I don't get the word in me, I have no power. 
I have no ability. I, you know why people don't get healed a lot of times? Because he sent his word to heal them. And we're so preoccupied and we're so focused on what's going on in our life and we're so isolated, we're so distanced, we're so, we're so short uh, attention span people that we don't get a hold of the word and let it come inside and heal and transform us. God, shake us from this untoward generation that says, I just want a little sermon and send me on my way so I can get my roast and my green beans and potatoes. No, God, touch us when we say, God, I want to I dwell in your presence. I want to stay here as long as I can because I need something that's going to change me. Weary and well-doing. I'm doing the right thing, but I'm wore out. Give it my all, but I'm wore out. I'm in the house of God, but oh, don't don't cause us to do that. Come on, don't sing that song. That's a song I always shout to. Don't sing that one. Don't push pre-service prayer because I had a bad day. My mind's all frazzled. Don't wearing me out. You're wearing me out. And in doing so, we're, we're quieting the Spirit of God. Identify that wearing out spirit. The old saying says, if he can't make you sin, he'll just make you busy. He'll just make you busy. I see it all the time. I see it. I see it, Brother Dykes. I, I study people. I watch people. I, I, I've always enjoyed watching people. That's why I go to the fair. I like watching people. I like going to the mall, not the shop, because I don't like crowds, but I like watching people. But I watch people in the service, and I can tell that you're busy because your mind. I can tell when somebody gets it and breakthrough happens in their life and the person next to them is sitting there looking like, because they're mine. You're so busy. You're so tied up to things. You're so connected to things and, and God could step in and you wonder why, well, why, wonder why they got a touch from God and I didn't. It's because our mind is so, our, our mind is so focused on so many things and, 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 and we think it's just life. No, it's an attempt by the enemy. He, you can get as much on your plate as you want to. We got a smorgasbord in life. All you can eat buffet and you can just fill it up all you want to, but you come to the house of God and you're not any good or you had to push through and you had to push through and the service gets tied and the service gets hard and the service gets tight at times and the service gets hard and it gets tight and it gets hard but what God's trying to do is let us identify there's something going on inside of your mind if you'd free yourself from the things that's keeping you bound if you'll free yourself from the things that are keeping you weary I know you gotta provide I know you gotta work I know you gotta have life but you gotta be very careful and cautious about what you bring through those doors because in doing so you're quenching the spirit uh, if you allow everything that's going on in your world to uh, follow you in this place uh, you're keeping God back uh, you're keeping things at bay you're allowing the spirit of the world uh, and the spirit of weariness to keep you from getting a hold of God breakthrough wants to happen uh, breakthrough is designed uh, but breakthrough happens when we understand uh, there's nothing going to stop me from getting in his presence uh, there's nothing going to stop me or entertain my mind uh, or keep me focused on something else that keeps me from getting what I came here for. So I can see people's minds. They're, they're, they're so weary. They're so ex mentally exhausted. Amen. Causing fatigue. Weariness causes fatigue. Mental exhaustion makes it hard for a preacher to preach to people that are mentally exhausted. Because Thomas, they've already spent everything. I'm done. I checked out. I'm out. I'm going to sit here through the motion and go through the motion and never get what they need from God. And never get free 
and never get deliverance. God help us. Prompt us, God, that when we come from this service on, that we come into the house of God, we understand, devil, you're not distracting me. You're not distracting me. No, I'm not going to try to, it's not a time for me to balance my checkbook. It's not a time for me to put everything in order. It's not a time for me to make mental notes or make notes on my iPad or my Apple Watch or whatever I got. Amen. I'm not going to make notes to say, oh, I don't forget to do this this week. No, when I come to the house of God, there's only one priority, and that's getting into his presence and helping somebody else get there as well. And the more stuff I leave at home, the more stuff I put out of my mind, the easier I can have a breakthrough in my life. But when I come in here and this spirit has to weed through your problems, your bills, uh, your sickness, your situation, your family, your job, whatever it is uh, that the spirit's got to counter uh, against. Uh, amen. If we could just rid ourselves from all those things, uh, it doesn't take 30 minutes for somebody to pray through. It doesn't take an hour for the service to get right. Uh, but when we get everything right from the beginning, uh, when we lay aside every weight uh, and the sin that easily besets us, uh, we're able to find ourselves in heavenly places right from the beginning. And it makes the job of the pastor easier. It makes the job of the worship team easier. It makes the job of the preacher easier. But it's the spirit that we're warned against. Wearing you out. Be not weary, Paul said. Church of Galatia, hear me. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Everybody say there's a due season coming. I believe First Church is stepping into that due season. You've had all kinds of seasons, but I feel in the Holy Ghost this church is stepping into their due season. And I feel the Apostle Paul talking to me and through me today. Let us not be weary. You're this close. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm this close. I'm this close to breakthrough. I'm this close to seeing my family reunited. I'm this close to seeing something happen that I've been praying about for a long time. I'm not telling it to you to hype you up on a Sunday morning. I'm telling you this in the Holy Ghost. God brought me out of, out of a deep sleep right in the middle of the night to sit straight up in bed. And he spoke to me. You tell them, those people be not weary and well-doing. I'm telling you, there's a due season coming. You may not understand what you've been fighting against. You may not understand what you've been prevailing against. But I'm here to tell you, I know exactly what you've been fighting against. It's it's the spirit of the Antichrist uh, that says, I'm going to wear them out before they get their due season. Uh, I'm going to wear them out before they get to the promised spot. Uh, I'm going to wear them out until they get to the end. Uh, I'm going to wear them out so they give up right when they're up close to the breakthrough that they've always desired. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Don't be weary because you're this close. Uh, it may be a personal breakthrough in your life, uh, but it's also set for this church. Uh, there are things designed to happen, uh, and Paul is telling you through me, don't be weary. There's a reason. Reaping coming. There's a due season. We see that mom and she's growing, that baby's growing in that womb. And oftentimes, the prevailing question is when's your due date? I see something happening. When's your due date? doctor said it'll be such and such date and with anticipation and with calendar circled we look for that date that's what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now I can see this church pregnant with birth of uh, uh, revival and miracles, uh, amen, and signs and wonders. I, I can see that you're pregnant with the birthing of, of, of demonstrations of the Holy Ghost, uh, harvest like never before. I see it in the spirit. I see it in my mind. I, I see it when I pray. I saw it when I woke up this morning. I'm here to tell somebody as a doctor telling you when your due date is physically. I'm telling this church uh, you're coming up on your due date. Uh, 
and you need to understand right now, now's the time to make the preparations. They call that in a woman's home, in a woman's heart, they call that nesting. They start getting the house ready because they know real soon a baby's coming. They know real soon the baby's coming. And so they start nesting. Amen. They start cleaning up the house. They start doing things that you don't understand what they're doing. What are they doing? They're preparing for the due season. They're preparing for the due date. They're preparing for the delivery of the promise all along. I'm telling somebody this morning, the the stirring that you've been feeling, the unsettling that you've been feeling is the Holy Ghost telling you it's time to start nesting. You're fixing to deliver this baby. That's why you're not comfortable. That's why you're not satisfied. That's why you want more because there's fixing to be a due date experience. So what you're experiencing right now, this shifting, this undercurrent, this attempt to weary you, identify it. I was doing the right thing, but I got weary. I was living in my miracle, but I got weary. I was going to church, but I got weary. I was living right, but I got weary. I'm telling you right now, somebody in the Holy Ghost, amen, identify right now. At some point in time, you dropped the baton. At some point in time, you got wore out, and you said, I'll just cruise on through. I'll just take it easy for a while. I'll take it easy for a moment. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching to somebody. Amen, don't be weary. Don't wear out right now. There's great harvest coming. I know, I know, I know what it was like. Amen, you got expectation. You thought it was going to happen before now, and it happened, but I'm telling, I'm telling somebody right now it's coming breakthrough is coming uh, just don't let yourself wear out prophet comes up in second kings 4 and 26 he tells his servant Gehazi he says run on now I pray thee to meet her, this woman that that built on an addition to her house and had a place to stay for the man of God and and they wondered what they could do for her. And the servant said, Well, she don't have a child, and so the man of God prophesied that about this season you're gonna have a child. She has a child, and the child goes up, years have passed, and he's out in the field and he's working with the dad now and he gets a fever they send him home he dies in his mama's arms amen but I love what the mama did she took that dead lifeless boy and laid it in the bed of the man of God and she saddled up the donkey and went to meet him in verse 26 of chapter 4 2nd Kings the man of God sees her coming And he says, run, I pray thee to her. Meet her and say to her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Weary in well-doing. It's well. My baby's gone. She said the right thing. She went running up there. Then the man of God comes up there. When she comes to the man of God on the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me and had not told me. (laughs) She says, didn't you tell me? Didn't you promise me? I told you, man of God, don't lie to me. Told you don't tease me that I would have a son. And now, now you gave him to me, but he's gone. It's dead, it's over. Brother Dyke, she's weary. But she's saying it's well. 
She's weary right now, but she's saying all the right things that it's well. I'm weary because I know what you said and I know what I made you promise me. I'm weary because my baby's dead. I'm preaching to somebody right now. There's things that you have had in your life uh, that God prophesied, spoke to you, and it's nothing but dead right now. But I'm here to tell you, amen, don't be weary in your well-doing. Don't be weary in your season of grief, in your season of mourning, because there is a time coming. Everything happens for a reason, and he steps on the scene and says, well, why don't you take me to him? And he goes up to that room all by himself and lays on the child and prays, and the child sneezes seven times and he comes back whole and alive and well but I'm telling you right now when bad things happen weariness likes to creep in when it doesn't get answered weariness likes to show up when it doesn't go like you think it should weariness steps in and says see as I told you God didn't do what he promised God didn't perform what you thought he was I'm preaching to somebody that from Tuesday night into this morning amen the devil's jumped back on your back and tried to tell you it's dead it's over it's not going to happen but God sent me to tell you this morning, I don't care how much the enemy fought you from Tuesday night till Sunday morning, I've come to tell you, don't stop now, don't give up now, don't be weary now, don't give up now. The man of God has stepped in and he's going to heal, he's going to touch, and he's going to let God be God and work in your life. Don't be weary in your well-doing. Don't be weary when it looks like there's nothing to show for what God has promised in your life. Stand firm and stand your ground and determine this morning I'm going to identify the spirit of weariness and I'm marching forward until I see God perform what he promised in my life. I'm preaching to somebody today that feels like it's just the right moment, just the right service to take it easy. No, there's a heaven and hell, amen, that are fighting for your soul and fighting for your future and God sent me to tell you don't be weary but keep on fighting, keep on pushing through, don't stop now, don't let go now don't surrender now you're this close to your breakthrough you're this close to feeling it forever leave I'm preaching to somebody right now that you've had so many touches of God and there's still that weariness I'm telling to somebody in this room right now You've had so many touches of God. But you're still weary. You're wore out this morning because you thought, surely, surely it would have happened then. You're frustrated this morning. You're dissatisfied. You've grown impatient. I tell you what it is. It's a spirit of weariness. The spirit of weariness that tries to convince you don't push through. God, if it was going to happen, it would already happen. It's amazing how we want to play God and try to try to set ourselves in God's frame of mind. But I'm here to tell somebody right now, you're this close. And you're wore out for a purpose because the enemy, listen, the enemy can't, the enemy only dwells in two, dwells in two realms, your past and your present. He don't see your future. There's only one that sees your future. There's only one that knows the way you take. And so don't give the devil in, a, any ammunition that he don't need. He'll try to convince you you're not going to get to it. He don't know what in the world that tomorrow brings. My dad says he's like a dairy cow. He wakes up in a new world every day. I don't know what that means, but that's what he says. You have to go figure out what that means. Can tell me because I don't know what it means. He said it all my life. He wakes up. He's like a dairy cow. Wakes up in a new world every day. Some of you farmers might know. I don't know what it means. I say, yeah, dad. But that's, but that's what goes. That's what's going on. The enemy has no control over your future. He woke up today not knowing what you're going to do, but his attempt is to stop you from getting to where you're going. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You're this close, and the enemy's trying to convince you that it's not happening. I'm telling you that you're this close. 
And if you give up now, you're going to give up right at the brink of your greatest breakthrough. If you give up now, you're going to give, you're going to give up right to the point that God was fixing to show himself strong. So don't give the devil the ammunition of tomorrow. He has no idea what tomorrow brings. But the Lord knows what tomorrow brings because he declares the end from the beginning. Amen. He sees the end. He sees where he sees the end from where he birthed you. He says, I know the path they're going to take. I know everything they're going to go through. I know every child they're going to face. Amen. The enemy doesn't know what you're facing. The enemy doesn't know what you're up against tomorrow. He tries to mess you up today or he tries to bring up the past to keep you from going forward because he has no idea. But he does know that a people that gets convinced that I'm not going to wear out, I'm not going to exhaust myself for, the, for, this, for this world and be of no good for the kingdom of God. I'm not going to do that. No. When I come to the house of God, I'm going to come prayerful. I'm going to come determined. I'm going to come focused. I'm going to come ready. I'm going to come emptied out of the things of this world. Why? Because this could be my breakthrough day. This could be the day that I finally step over. This could be the day that I finally cross over. It was just that day that God said, okay, Joshua, now's the day. Now's the time. You've been waiting for 40 years, but I'm here to tell you now's the time. Today's the day. Somebody is that close to the word of the Lord telling you, go forward. It's about to happen. And you limped in here this morning, and you, th and you thought, Omicron or Omicron or whatever the con it is. Got us. Just going to be a few of us. Why even bother? I'll get here at 10 after. I'll come and sit down. I'll come and hope for the best. And God's saying, your breakthrough is this close. Are you going to sit there and be wore out or are you going to push through? Are you going to leave here determined or dejected? Or depressed. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm telling somebody right now, you're this close. And the enemy has made you feel like you're, it's never going to happen. But I'm here to tell you that God sent me to tell you, you're close. As the Apostle Paul said to Sister Arlene, Let's not be weary. There's a due season coming. There's a due. Anybody ever plant a garden, walk out one day, and you're like, oh, hey, look what I got. You had some of those crops that just popped up overnight. Seems like. That's what God's wanting to do in your life today. Not tonight. Not next week. Not next month. This year's a year of breakthrough. But right now, you've got to identify the spirit that's been keeping you from your breakthrough. And it's a spirit of weariness. It's the mental fatigue. It's the mental... I wish I could adequately describe it, Brother Dykes, but it just, it just looks like... It's kind of like a cornucopia. It's just got to have a, every kind of thing inside your mind right now. And God's trying to weed through that. And God's trying to fight through that, Brother Thomas. God can do things in an instant, Sister Dykes. He can, he can touch people in a moment. It, you don't need much. You don't need hardly anything at all. But what he does need is access to everything. And when we come up here, we got our resistors up. we got our weariness up. And we're thinking, oh, no, no, we're not ever going to do this. I'm too tired. I'm too exhausted. I don't feel great. I don't feel this or that. But it, it, we, we got to stop worrying about how we feel, amen, because we walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, it's not what I feel right now, but it's what I believe is going to happen. It's what I believe and purpose in my heart is going to happen. And so I'm determined right now. That I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now for the next five minutes, uh, if you'll push aside everything and say, God, you have something for me special today. You have something that's going to 
transform my mind and my life and my heart and my expectation. Amen. If I'll focus right now and push aside everything, push aside everything in your mind right now that keeps you from limit, uh, uh, limiting God and keeps you from allowing God to work in your life. I'm not going to be weary in my well-doing. I, I, I'm here today on purpose. I'm here today with a mission to destroy every enemy that's come against you and tell you that you're not going to be what God called you to be, that, that, that it's too far out of reach. It's too way out there. You'll never have it. I'm here to denounce that spirit right now. I'm here to drive that spirit right back into hell that wears you out. Amen. You're wore out because you've been praying the same prayers. You're wore out by the accusations, the attempts, the assaults of hell on your life. I'm telling somebody right now, I see your mind is wore out, but I'm here to tell somebody if you'll shake yourself and say, oh, no, devil, I'm not giving in to that spirit that tells me I'm just going to wear out. I'm not going to, I'm just not ever going to see it come to pass. No, there is a, there's a truth in this place right now that wants to liberate you and set you forever free. Don't be weary because there is a due season coming. He said it to two churches. I want you to stand with me. He said it to two churches. So don't be weary and well-doing. The Bible says that when Joshua and the men were fighting, That the, the tide of momentum would shift. Joshua would be winning, and the enemy would kind of take over. Joshua would advance some more, and the enemy would push back. And thankfully, Aaron and her noticed it. They were up there with Moses watching the battle. And this is the way I feel, I feel like Moses right now. Because I see your battle. I've been with you now for a few services and I've seen battles. I'm going to walk in the Holy Ghost right now. I've seen your battles. I've seen you come in victorious some services. And I see you dragging. And Moses saw what was going on. Joshua would advance. Him, he would push. And Moses started doing this. And when he would raise up those hands, Joshua would just. And he would get strength. And he would fight. But something would happen. Moses would get tired. Because battles take a long time. That's a word for somebody right now. Your battle's taking a long time. You wanted a quick fix, and God said battles take a long time. And so Moses would do this, and time would go on. And, and every time his hands would drop, the enemy would rise back up. And Joshua would look around and start retreating. Men were falling off. And somehow, Aaron and Hur was up there on the, on, the, on the balcony with Moses, looking down in that valley. And they noticed something. Wait a second. Did you see when his hands were raised? Did you see... Did you see something change? Aaron and hurry. Yeah, yeah. But watch him. Watch him. He's getting tired. His hands drop. And so they, they decided to position Moses in a way that he could still see the battle, but they could come up beside him. And one on one side and one on the other side would lift up the hands of Moses. 
And as long as they could keep his hands up, as long as the man of God didn't wear out, the victory was all but theirs. I'm not only preaching to the saints here today, but I'm preaching to your pastor and pastor's wife. Let us not be weary. If your pastor is encouraging you to pray and push, you know what? That's an indicator. He's getting weary. Not that he's going to quit, but he seized it. He don't have to push all the time. He shouldn't have to push all the time. We've got to be spiritually aware when we come into this place. I'm going to hold his hands up. How do I hold his hands up? I get here early and I pray. How do I hold his, hold his hands up? I live holy throughout the week. Your victory is that simple. If I can keep him. We're not gods, men of God. We're not God, no. We're just vessels. But if the vessels wore out, if the vessel's tired, we all get tired. But if we understand, in order to get breakthrough, I've got to make sure. So when they're pushing, I'm going to push. When they're saying, pray, church, I'm going to pray. Matter of fact, I'm going to go find somebody. I say, come on, let's pray. What are you doing? I'm raising up the hands because I know, I know how weariness works. I know it's not partial to anybody in here. And so if I identify weariness, if I identify what's going on, my victory is guaranteed. I said, your victory is guaranteed. If in the middle of your battle, you'll realize, wait a minute, I'm fighting without any strength. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to encourage him. Send him a text. Send him a call. Send him a gift. I'm praying for you. Come to the house of God and say, I'm praying for you. I understand there's moments, there's times that we got to prod sheep. Well, that's just part of it. And I'm not saying that, but I am telling you this. As his strength is, so goes your battle. I said, as his strength is, so goes your battle. If you believe the word of God, lift him up. I'll pray for him. Because the harvest is just around the corner. We're going to conquer things in 2022. We're going to see things that God only knows. But it's going to be because we face every day that spirit of weariness and say, you're not winning today. You're not getting the best of me today. Because it's going to be here throughout all time. I already read it to you. He's sent it for a time, a time, and a half. He's unleashing it because he knows if he can wear you out. Amen. Come on, let's lift up our hands right now. Come on, lift up your hands right now. God's going to confirm his word. Come on, lift up your hands right now. Find somebody to pray with right now. 
it's just the church. It's just the home folk. But God wants me to tell you again, don't be weary. The hardest thing that goes on in life is a space between the promise and the fulfillment. Hardest times of your life is from the promise to the fulfillment because you're just wondering. And there's weariness in wondering. But I've come to preach to somebody today that God is about to bring you to your new season. Those visions, those dreams you've had, Sister Dykes, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Come on, church, come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Be not weary. Be not weary. Just give up now. Come on, be not weary. I've come too far from where I started. From. Identify what's going on when you step in. You don't feel like giving. You don't feel like pushing. You don't feel like praying. It's a spirit. There's due season coming. Come on, I want somebody to claim that right now. I'm stepping into my due season. I'm not alone in this battle. I'm not alone in this fight. I'm stepping in. Pray right now. Pray right now. You have no idea how close you are. You have no idea how close you are. Shake off that weariness right now. Shake off that weariness right now. Shake it off right now. I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through. I'm not... I'm not turning back. I'm not letting go. I'm not, I'm not stopping now. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. You have no idea how far you came. The devil keeps reminding you of your past. He keeps telling you all your failures, so you, it's impossible for you to see how far you came. But I'm here to tell you right now, I can see how far you came. I can see the road that you traveled on. And you're a lot further away. But you're a lot closer than you think. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to be weary. I'm not going to stop pushing. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop doing everything I need to do because I'm this close. Push through right now. Identify it right now. Devil, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. I've come this far, Jesus. There will be mountains. Come on, praise him right now. Praise him. You're this close. You're this close. And there will be battles. Seasons are changing. But I have to find come on seasons are changing and you can't see it because you've been traveling a long time and I'm here to tell you seasons are changing you're getting closer this unsettling is for a purpose for a reason because God's going to step you into your promise your new season that's why you've been unsettled that's why you've been unsettled 
God's getting you ready for your due season. Come on, let's love it. Let's love it. Love him, let's love him, let's love him. To leave me. Lift your hands up right now. Lift your hands up right now. And I Don't be for obeying God I would like to say that I feel like God's gave me a special word for the church tonight and I would like for everybody please please put forth a special effort to be here tonight I believe that God has gave me a special word we just had a special word we must be special people and uh, I, I believe that God is moving in our church in a mighty way for a reason and for a purpose and I want to be a part of what God's doing I want to be a part of what God is doing I I I thought as brother Hancock was making mention about Moses was weary and put his hands down and there was men that figured out there was men that were paying attention. There was men that were cautious as they looked at the scenario that was taking place. Moses' heart's desire was for the Israelites to have victory in that battle. That was his heart's desire. That was Moses' vision. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And those men were very important to the work of God that day, to stand and to hold their leaders' hands up. Because I'm going to tell you something. I can have all the vision that I want, but, you know, I only have so many days to live. I only have so much energy to spend and to be spent. And if my vision's going to be accomplished, I got to have some men to stand with me. 
Hey, and we got good men in this church. We got good women in this church. We got some good people. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel uh, any, like you're not doing your job. But I need you. I need you. And you need me. We're a team. We're working together. We're not working in competition with each other. We're a team. But I need somebody to hold my hand up sometimes. I get weary sometimes. I get tired. I get feeble. I get wore out. The man preached to me today. I know what weariness is. Hey, and it's well doing. The best thing I can do is come to the city of Tulsa and build a great church. That's the best thing I can do. That's well. That's doing well. But in the process, there is times of weariness in the midst of well-doing. Thank you, Brother Hancock.